one final Disney 100 retrospective with my friends Mark Vibbert and Trent Vactor on this episode of the Movies Past and Present podcast. Hello and welcome to the Movies Past and Present podcast. It's December 30th, 2023, and this is episode 117. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the Crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my website, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. I've had a blast this year with my Disney 100 celebration, and it's coming to an end. In this final Disney 100 episode, I'm joined by my good friends Mark Vibbert from the Animation Fascination Podcast and Trent Vactor from the Vactorverse Podcast. We each picked three favorite films from Walt Disney Animation Studios, Pixar Animation Studios, Marvel Studios, and our Lucasfilm, all studios which the Walt Disney Company currently owns. Well, I'm really stoked. I'm talking with two great friends. we got Mark Vibbert and Vactor here. Hi, guys. How's it going? Excellent. Pretty good. Thanks for having us, Stanford. Yeah. Thank you for your willingness to be on the podcast. So happy we get to talk about some some uh, Disney movies that we love. Yeah. Or at least Disney produced movies. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mark, let's start with you. What's uh what's one of your uh, three picks? Uh, I guess I'm I'm going to go in chronological order for like the the oldest to the newest with okay, the one cool. we'll talk about. So, my my first one is the Walt Disney Animation Studios uh, film Aladdin from 1992. Uh, Dude, that was good choice. Directed by John Musker and Ron Clements. It's got it's got Ted in there uh, or not Ted? Jeez, already screwing up. It's got Steve in there from uh, Full House <laughs> as Aladdin. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> you know that's that's the the actor everybody remembers from Aladdin, right? Not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, forget those other people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Aladdin. Uh, has been like my favorite Disney animated film since I was a little kid. It came out, what was it? I think it was whatever age I was in 92. So I think it was probably like seven or eight in 1992, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just love everything about that movie. The it's like one of their, from like the Disney, Disney Renaissance hand drawn animation, uh, does have a little bit of CG animation in there too. I used uh, splashed in there a bit, but I liked all the comedy about it. Obviously, Robin Williams, all the music in there is still. I'll, and then, I mean, if if you were a kid in the in the nineties, or maybe even if you weren't a kid, but everybody else remembers the the Sega Genesis and the Super Nintendo game for Aladdin too. That oh, had yeah. some very hard levels in it. Oh, that <laughs> was a cool game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that when they re-released that, I think even like recently, like on like on the Switch and a few other things, I I had to get that just just for a little bit of that nostalgia kick with it. But yeah, I yeah. think I think uh, the other I I mean I made a joke with like Steve from Full House, but I did like on Full House where uh, I think there was an episode where they were like in Disney World or something like that, and DJ's trying to find him and she's seeing him everywhere and and he's. Um, what's his name? Is there uh, Scott Scott Winger, right? Yes, yeah. they're d- dressed up like as Aladdin, <laughs> so it's, it's like a I like that, like tiny little funny little like Easter egg they did. I remember that. that. Well, yeah, what do you guys think about Aladdin? That was one of my favorites, actually, that was my favorite growing up, and I'll tell you the reason why because that time frame that you talked about, Beauty and the Beast had come out. Little Mermaid had come out, and as a as a strapping young lad, a strapping young boy, <laughs> I was saying, "Oh, those are for girls." Even though I watched them and I enjoyed them, I had to tell everyone on the outside, "Oh, those are girls. Those are for girls. Aladdin is for boys." Now, this is my type of movie. So, for a long time, that was my favorite Disney movie. And actually, I was a huge Robin Williams fan growing up. I watched Mork and Mindy and. Um, every movie that he had done up to that point. So I was a huge fan of Robin Williams. 
So the genie was perfect. And I love Aladdin till this day. I'm with you both. I love this movie so much. It's one of my all time favorites from Walt Disney animation studios. And uh, just for all the reasons that you said, uh, the animation's so fantastic. I love yeah. the, I love it's just combination of comedy and action and romance and you know a little bit of drama in there. It's it's <laughs> really a great villain, yeah. and uh, it's it's just it's just one of the best. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I forgot to mention too, really quick, is that, that when I was growing up, my my mom would make my sister and I Halloween costumes everywhere. That she would like hand sew them, uh, like up until like like the last year we trick-or-treated and oh nice she would usually do ones that were like paired like costumes um and it was probably 92 or maybe actually it would have been 93 because this came out in november of 92 so it would have been after halloween um but uh, i was prince ali uh version of aladdin for halloween the following year and then my sister was jasmine so yeah there, there, there's pictures of me somewhere. I was gonna say, don't you have like pictures? That. I thought you like showed yeah. me some of those pictures. It was so rad. <laughs> if you look hard enough in on the internet, you can probably find them. <laughs> find them. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, excellent, excellent choice and great way to get us started, Marco Cave actor. What's one of your uh, three picks? Yeah, I don't have any specific order, so I'm just gonna go in the order that I thought of them as okay. I made notes for this. My favorite Pixar movie to this day, uh, it was my favorite from the moment it came out, and, and it is still to this day, is Wally. And I yeah. can't stress enough how much I love Wally. Um, the music, and the, there's almost two movies in there. There's kind of like the silent film at the beginning, and then there's the uh, dialogue with the once the humans come into play. And I love both of those, but even if it had just been all silent and we had not seen a single human, I think I still would have loved it. The interaction between the robots and the love story between Wally and Eve, it just spoke to me, touched my heart. And I, there's something about Wally's personality that made me fall in love with him. And I just, I wanted him to be okay. You know, I wanted, I I didn't want anything bad to happen to Wally or to his little cockroach friend. Uh, There was a couple (laughs) of times where I thought he died and I was very upset in my mind um, as I was watching it. But obviously everything turned out okay. Um, I love Mo. I love Bernie. I love every character in the movie um the captain the defined dancing like every every moment in that movie um i love and so uh, everything speaks to me about wally and i've also thought about i've had other movies where there have been robots and i've connected with them so i don't know what it is i'm just i have something about artificial intelligence <laughs> robotics um i've always loved movies like that so i've Wally was just the perfect encapsulation of that. And um, to Stanford's point, I always hear you talk about Stanford, the, the animation on these different films and the, the animation in Wally is top notch. There's yeah. nothing better to me. So I love Wally. Nice. Great choice. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I would agree. Like uh, Wally is one of the, one of those, the, one of the best Pixar movies. Uh, and I remember the teaser trailer they did for it too was kind of cool too because it was basically them like recounting the story of like after Toy Story came out, like about them uh, going. I forget what the name of the the. They went to that cafe, right? They had a, a yeah, lunch. Yeah, Hidden City Cafe, um, that Ooh. I believe is closed now. But that like they went there and they had that lunch where they like talked about like. Uh, Bugs Life, Monsters Inc., uh, Finding Nemo, and then they're like, "In the last movie that day that we discussed was," I, I always liked that that teaser trailer because it was like a cool, different kind of way. Oh to, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, 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 that was really cool. And then uh, Factor and I were 
lucky enough to meet Andrew Staten years ago when we went to a screening of John Carter. Uh, so it was, it was cool to finally, you know, be, be like, thank you for, for making such great Pixar films. And then, um, and so, I have a core memory to say about that. Uh, I was too shy to talk to Andrew Stanton, but Mark uh, went straight up to him and from a distance, I saw him talking. I couldn't hear what they were saying, but he looked at me, Andrew Stanton, and he put his hands up to his eyes and he made like the binoculars of Wally's eyes. And so that I just started laughing I had the biggest smile on my face, and I said, he must have told him that Wally was my favorite Pixar movie. Uh, we were seeing a screening of John Carter. Yeah. Um, so, uh, really quick, like, my part <laughs> of that story was I was wearing a Pixar shirt because I knew Andrew Staten had directed it. So, I was like, I'm going to wear my Pixar shirt to this. <laughs> I didn't know he was going to be there. Uh, but then, and that, that he had just gotten, see, this is, like, how into, like, the the Pixar that like I, I am um i had known that he had just gotten like a haircut at the point because he had had longer hair for a while and he had just gotten it like cut and i was like oh that guy over there kind of looks like andrew stan <laughs> so uh, i i walked over and there just kind of stood there for a second um and then he he like looked over he's like oh thanks for for representing man because he saw the the Pixar shirt, so that's when i started talking to him and, and then i was like yeah my my friends over there he, he and i are big fans here we really like wally and then that's when he did the the thing to, to look over the actor there at that point <laughs> oh that's this so cool Is another picture you can find online if you look hard enough <laughs> outstanding stories you too i love wally great choice yeah. it's, it's 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 uh the animation is next level it's the storytelling is next level the sound design everything yeah. about that movie is is also, just brilliant brilliant love it also the first pixar movie in the criterion collection too so Oh yeah, yeah. Good point. Outstanding. Well, my first pick is uh, one from Marvel Studios. It's Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Ooh. And I wanted to talk, you know, uh, particularly add a Marvel component to our conversation, since I respect so much your two, uh, both of your um, opinions and and uh, knowledge about about all things Marvel. This one. And I guess it's kind of hard for me to just say why I like this one better than others, but I think that they, when they were going deciding to go for like this nineteen seventies political thriller, and they mm. even were able to cast Robert Redford in it, and mm. um, just you know the the storyline, I think the Russo brothers did such a fine job with it. Uh, I just it's just one of my it's just one of my favorites. Um, what are you guys thinking about Captain America: The Winter Soldier? Is it on your thumbs up or thumbs down? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a huge thumbs up for me i love that movie and that comic book was also very special to me when they yeah. brought bucky back from the dead it was number one it was amazing because bucky was one of those characters that was almost um off limits to writers because most of the time in comic books everyone comes back from the dead nobody stays dead but there are certain ones in marvel like Uncle Ben, Spider-Man's uncle, is one that people are like kind of afraid to touch. Yeah. I'm sure they will in the future at some point. Some writer's going to come along. But for the most part, there it was Uncle Ben and Bucky. They were like, you can't touch him. And Ed Brubaker, who is one of my favorite writers of all time, came out and just obliterated that story. That it was just an amazing way to bring this character back who was actually Captain America's sidekick um, during World War II, but he was doing like all the dirty work. Like he was the one killing people and Captain yeah. America was like the symbol. So when they brought it to the live action, I was like, yes, this is going to be great. And they did a fantastic job. I remember bringing my wife to the movie. Actually, I, I have a core memory, another core memory of her bringing me to the movie for my birthday that was her gift to me was uh, we watched the movie together and, and she had a fantastic time. I had a fantastic time. And I think was, was that the first Russo directed yeah. movie? Yeah. Yes. That, that was the, the uh, Marcus and McFeely Russo brothers kind of pairing hmm. that, you know, would go on to, to civil war, infinity war and game. Yeah. 
claim. So that was amazing. You know, I knew them from Arrested Development and from other things, but they knocked it out of the park in that one. So a huge thumbs up for me. Yeah. Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, I, I think I think also tends to be on a lot of people's uh, like top three, if not a lot of people's, at least before Endgame came out. I think mm-hmm. even after yeah. Endgame, that's still a lot of people's top MCU film that that they consider their favorite. Yeah, I would say that. Uh, but yeah, I I really enjoyed that one as well. That one that one has so many memes that have actually come out of it too. You know, like with the I'll put it on the list. Yes, the, on your left, all of that stuff came out of out of here too. And that movie also obviously introduces uh, Sam Wilson for the first time too. Yeah, and now our current Captain America. So yes. Anthony Mackie's great, and that I and I. It's not in the film itself, but I remember like all the bonus features from that and like the 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 gag reel for that specifically just with uh, Anthony Mackie doing cut the check. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm so glad to get your opinions on this because I, I, I also wondered what your thoughts were on how close it was to the source material. You know, if, if it yes. was if you felt it was a faithful adaptation. So, yeah, I, I loved it. And it wasn't. um it was one of those type of adaptations where, okay, you you straddle that line between it's either going to be too faithful, and to me, that's boring. When you do an exact replica of another thing, then I'm like, well, why, I could just go read the comic. I don't need to watch the movie. So it's not too faithful, like overly faithful. Then it's also not the other direction of, oh, well, this doesn't even resemble yeah. the original comic book. So I like they did a, a fine uh, merging of the two. It was a nice adaptation. All right. Excellent. Okay, Mark, what is your second uh, film pick? Yeah. So speaking of uh, Pixar a little bit earlier and Andrew Ooh. Stanton a little bit earlier, uh, my next pick is the 1998 Pixar movie, uh, A Bug's Life, which I feel like is often underrated uh, for Pixar films. Uh, usually the oft forgotten uh, early Pixar movie. And I, I really enjoy this movie a lot too. It's got a really great cast in it. You know, Dave Foley as flick. Uh, it's got some problematic people in there, you know, between its director and Hopper, uh, but also has uh, <laughs> Julia Louis Dreyfus, Hayden Pantera in there. Uh, David Hyde purist. So, I mean, I, I loved everything about A Bug's Life. When I worked at, I, th- I think Vector and I worked at at, Dis- at the Disney Store, not the same one that in separate states, like around the same time. But like when you work when you work at Disney, you can choose like your favorite character to have the name on your name tag there. I remember I chose Flick, which problematically, when it's all spelled out capitals, they kept <laughs> a capital L. <laughs> And a capital I next to each other. It could be a little problematic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People yeah. have to use their glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my name tag said flick on it. But yeah. uh, I remember I just, there was, there's also like, I took some tests at Disneyland or Disney World. It's like, which Disney character are you most, most like? And I ended up getting a flick on that because it's <laughs> nice. Like, like an imaginative, uh, creative character. Uh, but, and it's also kind of a kind of an adaptation subtly of like Seven Samurai. Uh, it's it's also uh, partially inspired by the like Aesop fable, the ant and the grasshopper. That was another um, memory I have of like a movie being related to a video game because I remember like I I loved the like the PlayStation game for a Bug's Life, um, and just like playing that all the way through and. Like that was just a, just a fun game it, itself too, um, and this is one that I still like watch a lot just because, again, like I think it's often underrated. But what do, what do you guys think about a book's life? First factor, what do you think? Oh, I'm sorry, uh, that came in broken up. Say that again. Oh yeah, what, what do you think of a bug's life factor? Yeah, bug's life was the follow-up to Toy Story. And I I think I remember the ride more or the attraction at Disney World where you would go inside and it was like a, a 4D 
thing where water from the movie would would spray on you and a stink bug would come by and they would spray some type of thing fragrance in the audience and everybody go Um, and little ants would be under your seat hitting you so that actually i have more memories of that than i do the movie i need to i should probably go back and rewatch a bug's life because i haven't that's one of those pixar movies that i have not rewatched very often Uh, but i enjoyed it i remember ants coming out at the same time uh as a bug's life and i was like oh there's two bug movies um i liked both of them but uh i think a bug's life is underrated as well yeah that's a good way to classify it mark i think it is i think it is underrated and uh i also love that well i love that disney world attraction they had it in california for a while too at disney california adventure the uh, it's tough to be a bug oh yeah Uh, and they had the whole a bug's land for a while yeah yeah uh but uh cool movie and and yeah great great cast really cool animation uh, you know i remember loving loving that at the time yeah and just thinking the story was just so clever yeah and, yes. uh, good choice it'll be fun and i need to rewatch it because i think you're it's underrated and i definitely haven't seen it for a long time so that'll be we were, fun dude. speaking of a bug's land really quick is uh, when i went to disneyland last year the way they kind of have a bug's land to live on is that they have usually either ant-man or the wasp walking around with like a shrunken down version of a bug's land. Yeah. And I, me and my son happened to run into the wasp last year while she was holding the shrunken down version of it. And I had a patch with me that, that said (laughs) a a bug's land, like the year it was open and the year it closed on that. So I have a, I have a, this is another picture that I have of just basically her, the wasp holding the miniaturized bug's land with me holding up the, like the bug's land (laughs) memoriam. That's yeah, so, so cool. It all worked out. It was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. it's cool to see too. Like, and, and I mean, I I like even the story behind that is like that's a really cool tie in there just to have. I mean, and those are appropriate characters to have tied into yeah. Life. So I like how they they kind of like at least keep that little like little nod to the land there in Avengers Campus. Uh, very cool. Very cool. Okay, Vactor, what's your second film? My second one is my favorite MCU film. Now, this was a... I almost picked Endgame. Almost. um, Just for the culmination of the MCU over that time period. But I'm going to go the opposite direction. My still, to this day, favorite MCU film is the one that started it all. Iron Man 1. Nice. That movie... It, that and also came out in the same year as Wally. Two thousand eight was a fantastic year for Boy, movies. But wasn't it though? I and uh, Dark Knight also came out that year. Uh, anyways, I loved Iron Man. It it completely um, shocked me because Iron Man was never a character that I cared about growing up. He was always like, I think what it was was his armor was not interesting to me. I never thought it looked cool. And then right around the time of the movie is when in the comics they started to make it more futuristic looking, more modern. And I was getting into that. And okay, now his armor is nanotechnology. It's nano robots in his in his bloodstream. The, arm, the armor comes out. So those type of things I like. I, I love thinking about the future. When I was growing up, Back to the Future 2 was always my favorite because it was a look into the future and all the futuristic gadgets and technologies. I was always as a kid looking forward and uh, trying to buy different gadgets and trying to get into the future before the future came. I was always thinking ahead of time. So Iron Man being a futurist and that movie was just amazing to me. Robert Downey Jr.'s performance, it just completely set the tone for the rest of the MCU. Uh, I think, that pattern that they set in that first movie of comedy and action. It just, it persisted to this day in 2023. Here we are. Um, the movies that came out this year, the Marvels and quantum mania and uh, guardians of the galaxy volume three, all of those, I think still are paying homage to that first iron man formula and that kind of template that they set. And I just, 
I cannot think of a uh, more perfect way that they could have interpreted Iron Man to the point where that movie turned Iron Man from maybe a C level character, um, at best a B level character, into an A. A plus yeah. character where every kid wanted to be Iron Man for Halloween. Everybody loved him. And then he's just ridden that wave even till today. Uh, I remember even the animated shows, the voice actors started to do impersonations of Robert Downey Jr. Where, whereas before they never tried to sound like that after Robert Downey Jr. Everybody just has that in their mind. Oh, that is Tony Stark. That's the way he talks. That's the way he is. And I just, I love that. Um, I think his personality is what made that movie. And also, another core memory that I had <laughs> was walking out of the theater. I said to my dad, hey, dad, what did you think? And he just happened to see it with me. I, it wasn't like I saw every movie with my dad. And my dad, and I'm just expecting my dad to say what he says at 99% of when I ask him, hey, dad, what do you think of that movie? Yeah, it was all right. But to my shock and surprise, he turned to me and said, that was the greatest movie I've ever seen in my life. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought you were just going to think it was okay. You thought that was the greatest movie you've ever seen. So I just, it it rose in my mind, in my mind rankings. I was like, man, my dad thinks this is the best movie of all time. So I just love that movie and that after credits sequence of Nick Fury coming out, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson setting up the Avengers. It was just like revolutionary to the point where now even again in 2023, I'm still staying after the credits. I saw Aquaman two last night and I'm still waiting after the credits, um, like after Iron Man. So I got to put Iron Man on my list as one of my favorite movies of all time. And just better keep a arm away from from Wally's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh, isn't it a great film? It's uh, it's such a cool film. I love that story about your dad too, Vector. That's uh, <laughs> that's so awesome. I I I remember seeing it for the first time too, and just being really blown away. Just seeing kid. This is like the coolest, most entertaining superhero movie I think I've ever seen, and yes. everything about it was perfect. And I still. Just one of my all-time favorites is when he, you know, he's Iron Man or, you know, Tony Stark has created that total, that metal suit, you know, in the cave where he's a prisoner yeah. and just comes out and just kills it, you know, <laughs> flamethrower and all the stuff. Oh, fantastic. Yes. Yeah. It, like you guys are saying, too, like that, I mean, it's, it's the first one, but it like it really sets the tone out for like the rest of the MCU after that too. Like not like a whole overtone, but like a, like a kind of like a general tone for it. And uh, for for those that don't know factors that dad, but him being that excited uh, about something or like being like that verbal about something definitely says something about the movie because he, he's usually like very, very reserved, uh, like emotion, like it, it seems like emotional wise so he has never he has never gotten that excited again after a movie i've never seen him again rise to that point yeah iron man's great that's i mean there's so much good stuff about that movie that's the best john favreau directed movie in my opinion of his careers was iron man Um, one he did such a fine job with that film absolutely yeah very closely followed by elf uh, Elf's pretty great too. But well, it's very different, right? <laughs> Elf is why he got Iron Man. So yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. All right, my number two is Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Ooh, oh, yeah. so I, you know, I, uh, I actually do really like this film. I know it's, I, I it's very derivative, of course, of, of. Um, a new hope. Star new Wars hope. episode, yeah, New Hope, and also it's like poetry, right? Know, I, the, the new. I, I, we should probably just do our own, uh, you know, another podcast all about our. You know, I'd love to get more of your Star Wars opinions. Um, I, I think the Disney Star Wars has been really mixed, but um, hmm. I, know I enjoyed this film a lot and, and had so much fun. 
and I think also for me, it was the anticipation yes. of it that I just, yes. that was, that was so, that was so exciting. So it was just a really fun, fun time period. Then, uh, you know, my, all my dreams got dashed, but it's okay. You <laughs> yeah. know, I'm an adult. I can, try, I can <laughs> process, process through it, my disappointment. But uh, anyway, what do you guys think about The Force Awakens? I was like you, Stanford. I was anticipating that movie and it delivered. Uh, My wife and I, who we were dating at the time, saw that movie six times in theaters. We kept going back and taking different family members. So one time Uh we took her sister, one time we took her parents, one time we took my parents, uh, one time we took another friend of mine. And it was just um, a great experience. I don't know. We Mark might have been in the first showing the first yeah. time I saw that. Yeah, I think I went with you one of the times. I know the yeah. first time I went to it was like that opening night. And I like this was also for whatever reason for that movie, they didn't sell reserved seats for it at that point yet. So like I had to wait 12 hours. That was like one of the last times oh. I had to wait for seats. Uh. I think that was the last movie that I, that I have waited for on reserved seats. it was worth it because it was star wars so i mean oh yeah and pretty cool star wars yeah yeah that was just that movie i've rewatched it obviously i watched it six times in theater i've rewatched it on home video a number of times and the thing that i love about that movie is the pace it just never stops yeah from the moment it starts yeah there is not a stop like it just you don't have time to catch your breath and it's just beat 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 like action 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 and I think that really, I was actually just re, re, uh, rethinking about this the other day. They set up so much great stuff in that movie that was never followed up yeah, on which, in the following yeah, two. My, my disappointment and heartbreak. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I think the high that we left on at the end of Force Awakens was never topped again because we were just we were anticipating like first of all we were happy that star wars was back yeah after that break between the the prequels at episode three and then um the time in between was it 2005 to 2007 yeah it was I mean, like just 2017 oh no sorry i'm thinking about the prequel or the sequel movies after you've actor sorry my bad oh yeah uh i think it was 2005 to 2013 yes yes, yes. and it was just that lull and that period of I don't know if we're going to get any more Star Wars, which we had had that between the originals and the prequels. And the prequels like, yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's going to come back. So, yeah, th- it was such a high seeing Force Awakens and these new characters in the universe that we had never seen before. I loved BB-8. That was my favorite new character. And oh, yeah. the best, I think actually the best part of that movie is brand new John Williams theme yeah uh ray's theme is one of my all-time favorite he has ever created i actually got a chance to see him live um at what was it the hollywood bowl oh yeah that song came on the ray song and i just had goosebumps like it was an amazing wow um, experience to see him live um conducting and conducting this music that ray man i i love that song that ray's theme is just so fantastic i'm with you actor it's one of my favorites for sure (laughs) for for force awakens for me too the like the memory i have of that too is that this was the first new star wars movie and i want to say it might have been the first one that he got to see in theaters because i don't remember when the 3d re-release of phantom menace came out if it was before or after this but I remember that was the f- first time my son got to see a new Star Wars movie in mm. theaters. The experience, all that. He went dressed up as because uh, he had he had a, he had a Kylo Ren hoodie, so he went dressed up in that. He had a Kylo Ren <laughs> lightsaber already too, um, so he he was decked out and ready for it. So that was like that was a cool year because that was the, the same year he had got he went to Disneyland for the first time. So I got to experience him like oh, cool. experiencing like two of these like things that were like really important to me and that he ended up enjoying on like his own merit himself. And it was just cool. It was watching him experiencing that stuff like through 
like watching it in IMAX and just like freaking out. Although he he doesn't like IMAX, or at least he used to not like IMAX. So he complained that it was too loud. Um, but uh, he, just watching that movie in IMAX 3D with him and like seeing him like just like look at the screen like and like and like wonder and stuff at all like this stuff that was going on in a Star Wars movie for him. That that's definitely like a great memory that came out of force awakens for me yeah uh, yeah oh that's so great i, I i'm serious i might hit me factor yeah i might be hitting you up in the new year for some star wars uh <laughs> conversations yeah. i would love it if you guys yeah. are, are game all right mark what is your number three pick all right well so my third and last pick for this i am also going to choose a mcu film uh and Mine is another Marcus and McFeely uh, movie. And I, I, I originally was also going to choose Endgame, I think, too. But I, I ended up going with the 2016 movie Captain America Civil War. Uh, so, th- like, this is the one that introduced Spider-Man into the MCU. Yeah. So and Black time. Panther. Yeah. And that's right. Yeah. And then also uh, had Chadwick Bowman, Bozeman yes. uh, in his first time out as black panther and so and how they were like able to like weave both of those characters like so seamlessly into this movie and like not make them feel like they were just like kind of like oh these people are also in this movie but like they're like integral to the plot of it and that and I, you were back to was talking about seeing force awakens six times in theater i i remember i went and saw Civil War, I think around six times in theaters as well, too. And that was before yeah. I had like any kind of like, like AMC A list or anything like that. I paid every single time to go see Captain America Civil War. And that's how much. And like up until Infinity War or Endgame came out, this was my my favorite MCU movie. Um, I just like loved the, the tone of it. And again, like how like the the pace of it and every everything about it. And I thought, Tom Holland's introduction as Spider-Man in the MCU is perfect in here too. That whole scene at the, the airport was was awesome. Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther was was outstanding in this movie too. I also liked seeing Martin Freeman in here too for the the first time uh, in here. And I remember with with Civil War too. The what was it? losing my train of thought with it but there was oh i i this was like one of the first times that i had one of the mc movies that i had read a one of the the comics that they had adapted like a story for within the mcu uh and the comics are definitely uh much much different than the mc version of it there's definitely a lot more characters that were in the the comics version of of civil war uh just because you know (laughs) but i I mean, there's there's some similarities in there, obviously, you know, with Iron Man, Spider Man joining up in there. But I, I, this is still one of my favorite MC movies, and I'm an, I'm assuming, just based off of both of your picks of MCU films, that between <laughs> Stanford picking a Captain America movie and Bacter picking a picking Iron Man, I'll as I pass it off to both of you, which teams were you on going into Spore? I was, I was team Captain America. So I was also team cap. Well, in the comics, originally Spider-Man is on Iron Man's side. Um, And so I was team Iron Man at first and he revealed himself. That that was like Mark was saying, there's a huge difference in the comics and the movie. In the comics, he he takes off his mask, reveals himself to the world. I'm Peter Parker. I've been Spider-Man since I was 15. And then he changes sides, goes over to Captain America's side. So when Spider-Man changed, that's when I changed. And uh, so the movie, he's on Iron Man's side the entire time. So I was on Iron Man's side because he you had were, you were on Team Spidey. Yeah. Team Spidey. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Always. Yeah. I wasn't that a great when I was so stoked when you know Disney slash Marvel Studios got the rights that you know I like guess back or shared for for Spider Man and Tom Holland just nails it and 
I, I'm with you that there's so many storylines going on in this movie, and they pull it off so well. I, I, it's 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 just a, it's a terrific film. Yes. Great, great choice. Uh, all right, Vector, what's your uh, your uh, third film? Well, going off of your last pick, Stanford, I had to include a Star Wars film in here, some type of a Lucas film. And I've gone back and forth between what my favorite Star Wars movie is of all time. But currently in 2023, A New Hope, the one that Force Awakens was a derivative of, is my current favorite Star Wars movie. And it's kind of similar to why Iron Man is my favorite. It's the one that started it all. And also, I think it's the most complete Star Wars movie, the one that can stand on its own. Maybe Rogue One is also up there. But it is the one that, to me, is a perfect movie. Every minute of screen time is is a perfect minute. And that that's kind of similar to a lot of my favorite movies. Back to the Future, Dark Knight, um, Scott Pilgrim. When I think about them and I think, okay, what could be changed about this movie? Every single time when I think about my favorite movies, I can't think of what I would change or what could possibly make the movie better. And that's the same thing with A New Hope. There's nothing about that movie that I think is a bad choice. And everything in that film is fantastic. Uh, I just like with Iron Man setting up the Marvel Universe, A New Hope sets up the Star Wars universe. And think about how much has grown from that. That just that one film inspired so many things, given so many people jobs, given so much to the world. And I, I think it's, it is truly amazing that everything came from George Lucas's imagination. And just stemmed to create podcasts about Star Wars, documentaries about Star Wars, toys about Star Wars, clothing, merchandise, theme parks, Galaxy's Edge, uh, which Stanford so nicely got me a Christmas present from. Um, thank you very much for that again, Stanford. Hey, you're welcome. But I just, I love A New Hope because it's the first, it's the one that started it all. And I think that's similar to why I love Iron Man. Um, so A New Hope is my favorite Star Wars and favorite Lucasfilm movie of all time. Outstanding. Mark, what's your take of this? Oh, I mean, obviously, I, I love Star Wars too. Uh, I I had just known, I figured that, like, I I had to include my, like, original, like, Disney favorite in there, so that that's the only. If I could have chosen four, I'd have a Star Wars movie on here too. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but but yeah, like a, a New Hope. It's if without a New Hope, there we would not have any of the other Star Wars films or TV shows or comics or books or video games or tattoos nowadays. So that's I, crazy to me to think. What if a New Hope was not successful? Like. Yeah what the world I mean, would be like that's special crazy. when it exists yes and then there won't be any documentary about it i don't want to <laughs> live in that world yeah, yeah. i don't want to live in that world either so luckily Same. luckily we are in the uh universe in the multiverse that star wars does exist <laughs> yeah and it's, it's not it's not that really old movie that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that peter parker talks yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm with you. I, I love this movie so much, and I I have a hard time picking between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, but there wouldn't be The Empire Strikes Back without A New Hope. Yes. So you know, uh, it's just it's it's a it's a perfect movie, and it still holds up to this day. And you know, I'm with you. Everything that is that has come from it, you just can't kind of can't. It's kind of hard to comprehend. You know, and it does it, un unlike. The Force Awakens, which I also love, and so I'm not um, dogging that movie, but A New Hope is the only one that can exist on its own. If there wasn't any others, there is still a satisfying conclusion to yeah, A New yeah. Hope, whereas, uh, let's say, Episode 1 or Episode 7, they, they 
rely on the other ones because those are complete trilogies. Like everything, yeah. they, they have to exist together. So a new hope it exists on its own or as the start to this amazing universe and galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great pick. Well, my number three pick is back to Pixar. Uh, I'm picking the OG toy story. Ooh. 1995. I, I love really most every Pixar movie. And I just, you know, I think that the filmmakers at, at Pixar are just magicians. I call them just cause I think they're so, they do such tremendous work, but I, you know, over the summer, uh, this, you know, this, this summer of uh, Disney did release in theaters, uh, eight films, uh, as part of like this Disney 100 kind of film festival thing. I don't know if you, uh, either of you saw any of those, but but the original Toy Story was one of the eight films that they ah. uh, that they screened. Yes, and so it was so much fun to go see that on the big screen again. And again, of course, the the the, the quality of the computer animation has just changed so dramatically. Of course, you compare you know original Toy Story to to Toy Story Four, but the story is so fantastic, and uh, even with with the you know the computers they were using at the time still the animation was so groundbreaking and so still so fun to watch the emotions there uh i i really love this film so i decided to go just to go with the the uh, the og the one that started it all yeah speaking of what do you think of, of uh, the original toy story yeah i mean it really did like change the animation industry after that because everything before that was hand-drawn animation and now, now you'd be hard pressed and far and few between to find a hand-drawn animated film. Everything is CG animation. Like Toy Story opened like it's it's not really a, it's not a bad thing, but it's like it opened like that Pandora's box of basically like now all of these movies will be CG animated, whether it's good CG animation or bad CG animation. And um, like Factor and I love Pixar so much, like that's. Uh, and people, if if they've heard me and Stanford talk before together before too, that's kind of what like initiated animation fascination was like me and Vector loving Pixar so much was we that first episode we did was talking all about Pixar and like without Toy Story, none of that rest of that exists. Toy Story and Pixar, um, I mean it's, it's and I I think it was just this year that I think it was this year that Toy Story got added to the national film registry it might it might have been earlier but it took him long enough this year yeah Yeah. i can't remember this year or if it was last year but it's on yeah the the congress national film registry uh such a such a landmark film and a great film so a hundred percent and that was what was fascinating to me i remember that movie coming out i was living in japan at the time and this is another core memory I remember it snowing at the time um, and just wanting to get out of the snow and like, oh, let's go see a movie. Uh, here's a, some type of animated thing. I don't know what this is, uh, but ended up being one of my favorite movies at the time. And specifically just the premise of what if your toys were alive? What if they were having their own lives while you were away, while you were not there, your toys were up. Uh, doing things. And that's as a kid, that's something that my imagination often thought about of, Oh yeah, they're, they're having their own adventures without me. When I'm not in the room, those toys are like talking to each other. Oh, maybe I can catch them. Sometimes I'd try to look at my toys, like open up the door, the closet door. Oh, are they, are they talking in there? So I remember that just that premise alone. And then also I was a huge Tom Hanks fan. Uh, I really liked Tim Allen. I was just watching the Santa Claus earlier tonight and thinking about Tim Allen's career, but yeah, it was just a perfect cast. And the, the premise I think is, is what is the strongest thing about that movie. And uh, just amazing that it is the first computer generated film and, and what it opened up the uh the floodgates that that came afterwards toy story 5 coming soon oh man yeah, i know <laughs> another film that we didn't ask for but we but hopefully it's gonna be good <laughs> it's gonna be good <laughs> just stopped at three three was yeah. perfect. oh yeah oh my goodness 
This has been so much fun. Yeah. Thank you both for yeah. your time I and your want excellent to talk picks. More Star Wars with Stanford. More. Yeah, let's more. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Whether we do it on my podcast or Mark, maybe we could hijack the call, the holdo. Yeah. <laughs> or both. Yeah. Uh, that'd be so much fun. Do a All right. Over. Hey, Mark, where can people find you on social media? Oh, speaking of, um, so <laughs> you can find me on Animation Fascination on the Holdo Maneuver and coming soon the Richmond Way. Um, if you can find all that stuff just by looking for me at Mark Vibbert, M A R C V I B B E R T. Um, if you just Google that, you, you'll probably find all that stuff. So that's where you can find all that stuff. Thanks, Mark. How about you, Vactor? Where can people find you online? I do a podcast and YouTube show called The Vactorverse, which is also on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, but mainly YouTube, youtube.com slash Vactor, which is my last name, V-A-C-T-O-R. That's where you'll find me talking about Star Wars and comic books. Hey, well, thank you both. Appreciate it. Thank you, Stanford. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you soon. that does it for this episode of the movies past and present podcast huge thanks again to mark vibbert and trent vactor for joining me links and more information about the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my website at moviespastandpresent.com subscribe to the podcast where you listen to podcasts and follow me on instagram i'm at movies pap as always i hope you will enjoy some good movies this week whether it be from the past or the present thanks again for listening thanks so much for your support until next time Dedicate yourself to the truth and Happy New Year.